They're coming to get you. I'm recording. They're coming for you, Barbara. They're coming to get you. This is They're Coming to Get You. My name is Brent Terhune. My name is Gavin Eddings, and today we're going to hydrate you on this Halloween. Happy Halloween. This episode should be dropping on All Hallows Eve. (laughs) Happy Halloween to everybody. The best day of the entire year. Come on. Yeah. (laughs) His name was Jason that Michael Myers was making love when that boy Freddy Krueger drowned. Huh? Plot twist. But today... It, Happy Halloween, everybody. Yeah, it is Halloween. Hopefully you're having a great spooky season. Tomorrow, just know, is the most depressing day of the year. I get so depressed on November 1st because you have to wait a whole other year for Halloween. And this truly is the spookiest and the best time of the year. I love this season so much. I do like that Halloween is at the very last day of the month because like, you feel like 4th of July is... There's I always look forward to Fourth of July as a kid, but it's the fourth. Mm-hmm. So then the rest of July is just like it's just hot, <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, we got the fireworks on the fourth, and now my balls are sticking to my leg the rest of the month. I don't know how to yeah. celebrate that. And we got cheap fireworks stuck to my legs. <laughs> Back up, Terry. Put it reverse. Reverse. <laughs> reverse. Crisscross. Everybody, clap your hands. That's how we sync up the episodes as we clap we clap cheeks. <laughs> Brent, we are once again covering a Halloween movie. I believe this is Halloween is the series that we've covered the most. I was thinking about that earlier. I believe that's the truth. I think this is our fifth Halloween movie because we in our very first episode we covered Halloween. Then we mm-hmm. covered Halloween uh, 2018, Halloween Kills, and then we covered Halloween Ends. We're so mm-hmm. sorry. Yep. And now Sorry. we're on Halloween H two O. Yeah, because uh, I've I think this is the series we've covered the most. Yes. Um, and I'm looking forward to this episode. I have to be honest with you, Gavin. I am too. It was great to go back and revisit what I think is one of the absolute best entries in the Halloween franchise. I love H2O. It might be because I have fond memories growing up of it, of it just always being on like FX and just mm-hmm. seeing it so much, or maybe seeing it being promoted on Jay Leno. I remember when they were like promoting it on Jay Leno. Which Hey, we got Michael Myers <laughs> coming out. We're going to sit on the couch. <laughs> we're going to talk to Jamie Lee Curtis. Though. So you're, uh, so it's 20 years later, H2O, is that water? Are you staying hydrated on set? <laughs> Uh, what was that movie where you showed you things? <laughs> was that True uh, True Lies? Was that, you hear about this? <laughs> Old cars. Uh, <laughs> hey, Kevin, can you hit us with some uh, Halloween music? <laughs> yeah, Jake, God, okay. Kevin Eubanks. <laughs> <laughs> and the Tonight Show Band. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was uh, ni- 1998 this came out, right? Yes. I do not like that this movie, if you, if you were to make another h2o movie it'd be like halloween 25 because now it's halloween h2o 25 because it's been 25 years since this movie Mm -hmm. came out and i do not like that time is going forward where this movie came out 25 years ago yeah it is weird i'm you starting to see things that came out 20 years ago i was like i remember like seeing that i didn't see this in the theater but it was like oh that was part of my childhood and that means i'm yeah. One step closer to the edge. 
And I'm about to break. I'm about to break. <laughs> I'm about to bust. Uh, I'm about to bust. And uh, I once we we have to get a sound, uh, uh, some kind of sound uh, bar in here, or uh, wh- whatever to play sound bites drops, Gavin, because I need <laughs> the water boy to say that's high quality H two O. I'm sure you'll download it and drop it in here at some point. I'll forget. (laughs) You're such a good editor, Brent. I love it. You're like, ah, whatever. It's funny. You said the thing. And that's what I call a quality tool. Minimum effort for maximum podcast. Exactly. If you want to support this maximum podcast, you can do so over on patreon.com backslash they're coming to get you for just $5 a month. You get a lot of bonus content episodes early and we will mail you uh, they're coming to get you logo sticker as well uh yeah what we have what do we have six uh bonus episodes over there like seven or eight up probably is the uh uh, (coughs) charlie brown uh great pumpkin episode that's out over there right yeah that is up and then we're gonna do another one probably before uh, before this comes up so Mm -hmm. it should be a lot of good stuff for you and that's just for $80 a month, <laughs> build annually, twice a month. I don't know how that works. Build biannually, monthly. Biannually, monthly. It's good. But hey, it, you're, you're supporting the show, and we appreciate that, too. And if you can or you don't want to because you're a, a scumbag, that's okay, too. That's It's fine. We just appreciate you hanging out and listening to our little podcast. If you're not giving money, please leave us a review over on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify. That does help us out a ton as well. Not as much as money. But it still helps. Yeah, I've I've gone to the mortgage company. I said, "Hey, somebody gave us four stars on Apple Podcast. What can that get me?" And they said, uh, "They said, uh, hey, you get you get uh, <laughs> a swift kick in the ass. <laughs> you guys hear about that? I forgot you guys to hear about the swift kick in the ass. I forgot to tell you, I went to the first bank of Jay Leno to <laughs> finance our home, finance our home. So, and then Kevin Eubank showed me the door." <laughs> Play him out, Kevin. Play him out. <laughs> 1998. Can you imagine that? Uh, also, we are probably was the NWO. Was that prime time for NWO or NWO? At least yes. wrestling was good. Yeah, wrestling was really good. So yeah, it was it was a good time to be alive. Well, let's jump into it. What do you think? What do you know? What do you say? So my first time watching H2O was probably about two or three years after it came out. They used to do mm-hmm. this thing on FX called TV on DVD or DVD on oh, TV. Oh, yeah. Pop-up video. Where they'd be like, we're going to show special features from this or whatever. And it is actually a really good movie. They, they cut all the good parts out, but it's actually very scary. It's actually a lot of fun. I love this movie. And uh, we, I producer wife and I noted last night, it's a brisk it's like that iced tea. It's brisk, baby. Uh, 81 minutes, I think, right? 80, something like that. Not too long. You're in, you're out. Yeah, it's a very fast movie. It's it's a very good movie, but you're in, you're out, and I forgot how short it actually was. It's a very fast-paced, moving movie. So, yeah, it's fun. And I didn't realize this, but it is. Um, It is Josh Hartnett's first movie. Like it says, introducing Josh Hartnett. I thought mm-hmm. that was bullshit. This is Josh Hartnett's first movie. Well, uh, here's a little backstory fact that I just made up. 
Uh, by that, I mean I read it. He was shooting this and the faculty at the same time. He auditioned for the faculty and our good friend uh, Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. Friend of, uh, friend of the podcast. So, fr- friend of the pod. Uh, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it. Innocent. Just going to say. <laughs> he's just, I'll, I think he did nothing wrong. I think he's a pretty good dude. I like when he was being charged. He showed up in court with that walker all hunched over. You know, I'm just then, tired of seeing the elderly and the disabled persecuted for crimes they definitely committed. I think it's so <laughs> wrong. I think it's so wrong. And I hate to see that man put on blast the way he has been. I wanted them to say guilty and then him him to throw the walker <laughs> and just walk out upright. It looked like a fucking evolutionary chart. <laughs> oh, I'm well, out of here. I gave it my best shot. He's like fucking just does a just does a springboard double backflip. He pulls a grandpa Joe. <laughs> <laughs> just hops out of bed. We haven't left bed in two in five years. Oh, but but my son go, but my grandson go to the job factory. Well, we're getting up now. Skippity doo. Not his mother that works very hard. <laughs> Somebody had a meme. It was like, you imagine the bo in that room? You got four grown adults in one bed, <laughs> just sweating on each other, having that nasty old person sex. Oh, Clara. Oh, God. You got to know sometimes when those lights are down, you can't tell where Grandpa Joe begins yeah. and uh, somebody else ends. Kevin, I couldn't tell if that was you or Grandpa Joe or Clara. <laughs> uh, what, a, what, a, what a hot swinger household that was in the old buckets. Hey, I can't, I, I'm just, I, I'm, I, if I think about it too much, stuff's going to start happening over here. So. <laughs> he, I'm at a half thought. I'm not at a full thought, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> He's about to gobstop over here. <laughs> Everlasting. <laughs> I really do enjoy H2O, though. I before I, I think it honestly, aside from the original Halloween, I think it is my favorite Halloween movie. Well, we also we talk about it goes Halloween 1978, Halloween 2, H2O. Okay. That's the order for this timeline, right? At least this timeline. Yes. Yeah, because... Because uh, you you could have your choose-your-own-adventure for Halloween. So you do have, like, a choose-your-own-adventure with these timelines. You have Halloween 1 and 2, and then 4, 5, and 6 if you want some Thorn trilogy. Then you mm-hmm. have Halloween 1, 2, H2 on Resurrection if you want, like, the 20 years later timeline. And then you can go to Rob Zombie Town if you want to and spend a little time there with, with some white trash and, I'll skull fuck you! White horses. You got some horses. Some horses actually are educated in those Rob Zombie movies. I don't know if you know that. (laughs) Uh, That's a deep cut Rob Zombie joke that you all deserve. Um, But then you also have like the new timeline, which is Halloween 1, fuck everything else, and then Mm -hmm. like the three newest movies. So you could do whatever you want. And we've chosen to do Halloween H2O because... Would you? So we don't have to break it down like uh, Degeneration X, but <laughs> break it down. Let's. Uh, if you're saying good or bad, as far if you separated all Halloween movies out to good or bad, this has got to be a good one, right? This is a great one. If we're giving yeah. this, this is a great movie. I know some people don't like it because it is Halloween in a post Scream world. Mm-hmm. I, do, I I never felt that way. It does not bother me that it's kind of quippy. It's kind of silly. Uh, but it's very fun, and it def it feels like a Halloween movie, even if it does have some parts where it's not a perfect movie by any means. No, and and everybody will say, well, it's not the first one. I think if you're a, if you're sane mind and body, 
you say 1978 is the best one. Mm-hmm. I've seen. A, I'm in Halloween groups where that that ranking is f- the fifth one, which is stupid. Yeah, but uh, nothing is the first one. Yeah, it's just you can't top it. If you want to be a real asshole in a Halloween group, my favorite's Halloween Three: Season of the Witch. It's the best <laughs> one, and it's a good movie. I like Halloween Three a lot, but it's the best Halloween movie. And like, get out of here! You're just being an ass. And you burnt your tongue somewhere. <laughs> it was because I was t- kissing somebody's ass. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I like this one, and it's uh, it, it it starts pretty quick. We get we get Marion uh, was it Nancy Stevens, the the original nurse. Yeah, um, from you, the beginning. Yeah, you've got her, and somebody's broken into her house, mm-hmm. ransacked the place, and then surprise, Joseph Gordon Levitt. Uh, him and his friend doing their best Jay and Silent Bob impressions. Yeah, not only a Jay and Silent Bob, but a Jason and Silent Bob impression as well. Ah. So from right off, from the jump, as we say on this show and only on this show, yeah. from the jump, you have like that meta humor where you have the references to other horror movies. This is 1998. This is the same year as Bride of Chucky. I think this one came out in... Scream 2 was the year before, or the same year, because we get a little bit of Scream 2 in this too, don't we? Scream 6 came out the previous... uh, Came out the previous year. Scream Scream was in 96. Scream 2 was in 97. This actually came out on August 9th, 1998. I don't know why you don't just put it out in September or October. I hate when they put these horror movies in summer, especially ones that are like set on Halloween. Like the, it's it, literally got the word Halloween in the title. Yeah, and nobody likes to nobody I'm the I'm I'm of the mind where I love horror movies all year, but there's mm-hmm. certain seasons where I love me a good horror movie. I have I love going in October. I also like I really enjoy going in January for some reason. I like a good January horror movie because I remember that's when Hostel came out. That's when Megan came out this year. Mm-hmm. It's uh, Jan- January. Not a lot going on in January. It's a hopeless month. It's cold. <laughs> it's gray. Why not add some more of that onto it? Yeah, and pe- and a lot of good horror does come out in January because January and September are famously very dump months for movies. They're like, well, we're post-Christmas. We're not quite into Oscar season or the summer movie, so we'll, we'll just dump this in January. And I, yeah. I usually tend to enjoy those a lot because you have no expectation. Then you're blown away by something like Megan. Well, and you you mentioned this the, how it's kind of you know post scream world. Kevin Williamson wrote on this a little bit. He's not really attributed to it, but uh, he I think he did came in after it was kind of written by Robert Zapia and Matt Greenberg, mm-hmm. uh, and and did some and writing on that because Jamie Lee Curtis she said, hey, I don't think the script is up to snuff. We need you, Kevin Williamson. Yeah, Kevin Williamson at this point was like. Coming in, doing passes on all kinds of script. This man reinvented the genre with Scream. So they're like, well, let's put the Kevin Williamson uh, signal in the sky. He'll show up and be like... on it. (laughs) He'll show up and be like, what if they reference old things? (laughs) And they're like, holy shit, this is what has been missing the whole time. You have to reference (laughs) old shit. Well, he did say, uh, I I did some writing on it. You can probably pick out my moments if you know my work. I took my friend to see it last night. This is what he said in this article. He said uh, His friend said, you did that scene, didn't you? And it was your line. Mm-hmm. So his friend could tell. So we also have Robert Zapia, 
who uh, has dabbled in horror uh, recently. He did. He wrote "Pray for the Devil," okay, which I haven't seen. I am not either. But then we have Matt Greenberg who wrote "Rain of Fire." That's that Christian Bale. Matthew McConaughey dragon movie that I do like. <laughs> okay. Do you remember that movie? I remember it. I've never seen it, though. It's good. He did uh, 2019, uh, my notes say Pet Seminary, but I don't think that's <laughs> right. I don't know how I copy and paste a word and it turns out wrong. Pet Cemetery 2019, and he did 1408. Okay. And 1408 is the Stephen King movie. Yeah, with uh, John Cusack and uh, Snakes on a Plane. Oh, nice, nice. Uh, State Samuel L. Jackson? No, it was Snakes on the Plane. <laughs> it was the Snakes from the Plane? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm glad they're getting work still. I'm glad they were able to like use their fame to really jumpstart their careers. Yeah, they're, uh, they're union. So, they're <laughs> in the Snake Union. <laughs> I saw them on strike, actually. They, they had their little signs on there. They, they were protesting. <laughs> Get out. Get I, out. I'm sorry. Turn his mic off. Turn his mic no, we're off. Doing hot, we're doing H2O. We're not doing Get Out. We're not doing Get Out. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I love this, though, because you there's a, first off, this opening scene really sets the tone. I did write some notes, though. First off, just wait for the police. Wait for the police. You've already called the police. They are on their way to check out this B&E. Mm-hmm. And... Just, just wait. But no, Jimmy and his friend Silent Bob decide they want to uh-huh. kick in the door and like look around the house. Snoochie boochies. <laughs> Snoochie boochies, Michael Myers. What up? <laughs> I love that Joseph Gordon-Levitt's character of Jimmy just goes in and makes the house worse. Yeah, he's like a bull in a china shop. He just smacking things around. He's what steals two beers. Yeah. <laughs> he's when like, you have no beer. I think two beers is a lot, but as an adult, <laughs> you're like, that's not really doing much. And he, but he, he's a good friend. He's a good friend. I, I, I don't, I don't drink, but he's a good friend. Cause he could have got one just for him, but he slid two Heineken's into mm-hmm. his pants. It reminded me of that line in, in scary movie where the dad's like, the sick bastard planted drugs all over the house. <laughs> it's like, yeah, he broke into your office, in the kitchen. He took two beers out of the fridge. Yeah, and then so that they escape, and even he's kind of like, yeah, man, they ransacked your office. They then they mess up the kitchen real bad. Like mm-hmm. I, I really do like to think that Jimmy didn't do it, and Michael Myers was like, fuck these pans. I yeah. hate these pans for some reason. Just clinkety clank, motherfucker. Like I hate these aren't these nonstick <laughs> copper pots. Oh, there's a he's there's, washing the cast iron skillet. <laughs> there's something that that lives rent free in my mind. There was an old sketch on Conan O'Brien where him and Martha Stewart hung out one time, mm-hmm. and just Conan just goes. Uh, he he just runs his hands around the pot. He goes, so many copper pots. And that <laughs> and that has lived rent free in my head for twenty years. It's though yeah, one of those lines where it means nothing to nobody except you. Yeah, so but you say it, but no, nobody knows what it's from. So the entire time they're I was like, so many copper pots as Jimmy's fucking up the kitchen with Michael Myers. <laughs> uh, and the main reason that Michael's there is because Loomis was living with Nancy Stevenson mm-hmm. as Stevens, and. Uh, I guess still researching Michael it looked like he he had the Charlie Day meme where he had the things on the wall connected by yarn and yeah head uh, not headshots but mugshot 
uh, criminal drawings or whatever and headlines on the wall. You know, see, Nith, you heard about this with these headlines? (laughs) (laughs) This episode brought to you by Jay Leno's Car Show. Jay Leno and Denim. But he's still clearly researching Michael Myers because, as they've stated in most every movie, they never found a body. And I I was a little confused. I, I have watched this movie dozens of times, and I never made the connection that Loomis was living there before he died. Yeah. I mean, that. I guess I'm, yeah. just, I guess I'm just dumb. <laughs> I guess I'm dumb. Yeah. I, I I thought he had. I thought she had his work there, but that makes no sense. Your your reasoning and the movie's reasoning makes a lot more sense. Be like this random nurse is like, ah, I shall carry on his work. And I mean, we should also mention this is directed by Steve Miner. Yeah. Who, do you, are you familiar with his work, Gavin? Yeah, Friday the Thirteenth Part Two. I think he did the Frighteners. He did three part part three as well. Okay. Yeah. Of uh, Friday. Um, he did House. Mm-hmm. Uh, he did some Once Upon a Time, and I made specific notes because I wanted to make sure that we talked about those. Uh, he did something else, but then, God damn it! Okay, it was a uh, Private Valentine, Blonde and Dangerous, starring uh, Ashley Simpson. Oh, pop star Ashley Simpson, singer, songwriter, and sister of Jessica Simpson. Uh, no, it was Jessica Simpson. Oh, okay. <laughs> good. It makes me a little. It makes me a little bit better that that, that it was like yeah. the good sister. Oh, it was God. the hot one, not the <laughs> other one. No, not the one who lip synced on Saturday Night Live <laughs> sixteen years ago. We'll never forgive her. But to, like to do Private Valentine, Blonde and Dangerous, uh, in two thousand eight. But then to have all those other movies, like those iconic horror movies, you know. I mean, sometimes you just need the work. How many stand up hey, dude? How many stand up gigs have we taken where we're like, "This is a literal TGI Fridays." Every one. <laughs> I, I'm on a tour. He also did Lake Placid. That was the other one. Oh, that that's a good one. That's a Betty White vehicle. Lake yeah, Placid. That's a Betty White joint. <laughs> but th- those are uh, Friday two and three H two O and Lake Placid is a pretty good. Uh, you know, four horror movies. Yeah, he's done more, but like those are people would be like, I like those. You know, yeah, he was at Horror Hound uh, when we were there. I did not meet yeah, him. Yeah, I, I went uh, to his panel a little bit. It was him and somebody else. Yeah, the guy that created, uh, directed the first Child's Play. And I don't Jessica what Simpson. His name is. Jessica Simpson. That's right. <laughs> Nick Lachey. I think it was Nick Lachey. But, uh, <laughs> Who directed Child's Play? Yes. It was the the director, whatever his name is. I Tom can't remember Holland. what it is now. Tom Holland. Yeah, they yeah. did a panel together. Oh, nice. So, uh, I mean, just you, you've got some chops because uh, originally, you know, John Carpenter was in talks, and I think that's why Jamie Lee Curtis uh, was gonna do this movie, and then he he didn't do it because he wanted a three uh, movie deal with uh, what is this Dimension or whoever? Yes, Dimension. Miramax. Yeah. And he said, "I'll do it, but I want." Ten million dollars. <laughs> and I think some of that was to make up money from like the first Halloween that he didn't he didn't see all the money that he was supposed to. Mm-hmm. And you know the Weinstein's they said no, no we're not doing that. And and then John Carpenter said, "Is there nothing we can work out?" And Harvey Weinstein's like, "Well, check out this plant in my office." Yeah, let me go. I'm gonna put the seed in this plant. <laughs> oh. 
I do. I do like when John Carpenter. He's like, I love when they do a a new Halloween because I reach my hand out and a check lands in it. <laughs> That's the best, most baller answer to anything. It's like I don't care how bad they are. Like I, we we famously said, said on this po- on this podcast before, one of the best quotes ever is that by John Carpenter and Michael Michael Caine saying mm-hmm. that Jaws for the Revenge for all intents and purposes is a terrible movie. But I did see the house it built and it's quite nice. Yeah. I never saw the movie, but I did see the house it, it bought me. So. Yeah, and that's like, and you people always ask, they're like, "Well, why does Nicolas Cage do all these shitty movies for the money? The he, money, the money, the money doesn't care about what if what you're doing is good. Again, comedy. As long as I get a check, I want to do well. I want to give this crowd a good show. But if I eat shit, I still got paid and get to go home now." And you still get a comped appetizer at the TGI Friday. Yeah, I'll get at least a little bit. I'll get at least half an order of mozzarella sticks. <laughs> uh, yeah, like I sometimes it's you're not taking the gigs for passion. I don't know that Steve Miner was like, I got to direct Jessica Simpson mm-hmm. in a movie, you know? Yeah. But sometimes you, you just do the. Uh, but also, whenever a new Halloween does come out, it's uh, John Carpenter's like, I loved it. Loved it. <laughs> like you loved all of them he's like loved it okay good good for you john good for you and then he then he said he just recently came out and said halloween kills was his favorite of the new ones oh and i'm like finally we got something in common john is that your favorite as well yeah it's my favorite it's not the best one of the new three but it's my favorite yeah it, it has grown on me it has mm-hmm. grown on me over it took me a couple of years but it's finally grown on me that i halloween kills is pretty okay uh yeah but yeah. we're talking about H2O here. Yeah, H2O, pretty okay as well. No, uh, let's yeah. talk about one thing here. So you have the first kill uh, with an ice skate to the face. To mm-hmm. the face. And then you have uh, one of the, I think, one of the best openings of any of the Halloween movies where, you, where you're going over his marker board. I love this. I, I love the spooky Michael Myers sketch that that's used on like promotional art sometime. Yeah, Whereas, that's a shirt for one of the, one of the horror companies. Yeah, but it's like, who... Who saw him like that? Like who 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 drew that? Like who saw him like that? Because that hair is crazy. Yeah, it's like in uh, Friday Five where, in Roy Burns's wallet, there's a picture of like an article of Jason with this picture. <laughs> Somebody's like, who got a picture of Jason for the I've, paper? <laughs> I've always said that. Like, and Jason's like. Huh? It's like, uh, what? Yeah. Huh? Who got a picture of Jason before they died? Who? Who is doing this? But well, I got, it, we we, we got to send our Jimmy Olsen out there. Beat reporter. Go smile. Photograph- <laughs> I want photos of Michael. I want photos uh, of Jason Voorhees. Jason Voorhees and Spider-Man. <laughs> the, the, even on the, somebody pointed out on, on uh, Friday 3, which may be my favorite of the of all the Fridays. It's It comes and goes on my favorite, but... If you look closely on the cover of that, there's it's a silhouette of somebody th- through a shower. Yeah. But the silhouette has hair. Does it? Yes, it does. Oh, okay. Hmm. I mean, maybe Jason's got a little bit, a little bit, but he's not known for his his mane. Okay. Part three cover. I've never seen. That. Let me see. Yeah, it's that silhouette. Oh my god! Well, is a it does have hair. Oh my god! That is I've never noticed that. Well, now the series is ruined for me. Well, it's they clearly you know. Well, and we can talk about the mask in this movie, but it's kind of Uh. relatable how 
Jason just it just looks completely different from movie to movie. Yeah, and some of these where nobody gave a shit. Yeah, you know? and they, and they try to keep it consistent. Like, well, he's got the axe wound still. He's got the axe wound from part three, and it's like, yeah, but like, it's different. It it just yeah. is. Don't make make me explain. It's just different. And, like even the the mask in this, which we we talk about the CGI mask, but the uh. mask in this keeps changing. Several weeks into production, Steve Miner was told by the studio he had to change the mask that he'd been shooting with, which was very minimal, with larger eye holes built uh, by the effects uh, team uh, K&B to make it look more scary. So they they had the Stan Winston company make the, the mask, but then they had to go back and do reshoots. You're like three weeks into this movie that's centered around Michael Myers, and they're like, just change the mask. It doesn't matter. Yeah, I don't get that. I'm looking right now. I'm on the IMDb page for uh, Halloween H2O. And, like, one of my favorite scenes, which I can just talk about because it comes up with the mask scene, is that Mm -hmm. scene where Michael Myers and Jamie Lee Curtis have that face-off in the the circle window. Yeah, it'd be like the back of the VHS or DVD thing yeah. that's probably one of the pictures on the back one of the most I, one of the most iconic shots in all the halloween franchise i i do declare i do declare <laughs> it's <laughs> iconic let me say pew pew but right now on the imdb um in the original trailer there's a different mask for that scene it's mm-hmm. just it, it doesn't look bad but it looks more like slender the i go back and forth which with the different masks in this because it is it's weird. Like some of them have the hair way too like poofed up. Some super of th- Saiyan. Yeah, he's super Saiyan. It's too long. Some of the face is like too slender. Then you just got that shitty CGI mask. Like what in like why? It doesn't it like it would have been better to just leave it alone and ha- I would rather have a continuity error than whatever the silver surfer fuck they were doing with that <laughs> mask. How how do you just not make like four masks for the same mask at the beginning and just be like, we got it? Yeah. Why does it have to be different masks and different shots? The it, it's the movie is still good. Yeah. But god damn. Maybe they were trying to make him more toyetic, like uh like like Arctic Blast Batman or like yeah. Fire Rescue Batman. Be like this is this is Blue Steel Michael Myers. This is slightly shocked Michael Myers. This is red Michael Myers. This is blue Michael Myers. <laughs> this is Super Saiyan blue Michael Myers. I just, yeah, I don't know. Michael Myers' mask is so iconic. It was never supposed to be as big as it was. They, uh, I don't know if you know this, um, they mm-hmm. famously used a William Shatner mask. Well, this is the first I'm hearing of it. <laughs> nobody, and nobody has ever said on a podcast this. This is no. some inside information. They used a William Shatner mask from Star Trek. They cut the eye holes out and they removed the eyebrows or whatever. But it was it was a mask for somebody else, and they've had such a hard time just like recreating this mask. And it's like mm-hmm. we are in the year of our Lord, uh, 1997, 1998 in this. Like you can't look at a photo back then and be like. We can make this again. Like, just get yeah. William Shatner's fucking head. Or yeah, but it, it's just like it keeps, and the eye holes are too big. It's he just looks odd. Yeah, he's he's very odd. And uh, there's a Funko Pop they made of this particular H two of this particular, one, and it has like the most pure, like the most uh, pursed lips. 
where it's mm-hmm. just like this Michael Myers Funko Pop has a secret that he does not want to tell <laughs> you. There was a, uh, I did see like a somebody made like a mashup of the rock and the uh, and Michael Myers mask <laughs> where it's like the the color tone of Michael Myers but it's the rock's face. <laughs> I don't collect masks, that's not a thing that I strive to have, but also I don't have the room for that anyway. Yeah. But like that would be I wouldn't get that one but at a con one time I did see like an old man Michael Myers where the had a receding hairline. That's funny. I thought, and then like to get like the coveralls and a walker and like have the a knife and a little basket on the thing would be fun, you know? That's adorable. I love that. But yeah, the mask thing, you there's only a few things you got to get right in a Halloween movie and like the number one thing is just the mask. Yeah. Like it's it changes and then I don't even know what what the CGI mask. If dear listener, if you've not seen it, just type in Halloween H2O CGI. And it's for a brief second, but it's enough to like when you see like the blonde haired Michael in a four, whatever it was, whatever yeah. the movie was, where you're just like, that's not even close, you know? Yeah, that's Halloween 2 when Ben Tramer's okay. trick or treating and they hit him with a fucking car. No, th- that's not it. I'm talking like four where they're in the school. Oh, okay, okay. Sorry. I should not argue with you. You are the Halloween guy. Uh, well, I'm, I'm just saying he did have that mask in, in, in Halloween 2, but it's like. Technically, it, you just didn't care. Yeah, like, nobody cared. Yeah, this mask is just. I'm looking at it right now. It's uh, right. It's 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 on a list of the ten most pointless CGI movie shots ever. And it just like whatever the actual mask looked like. I I'm not gonna let it go. Whatever the shitty mask looked like, just fucking keep that in because it's far less distracting than like CGI 1998 CGIing this on there. Or you could you couldn't do that reshoot where it's just a close up of him in the dark. Like, yeah, that's all it is. That's all it is. It's just a, it's not even like an action shot with Jamie Lee Curtis. No, just have him in front of a green screen at least. Yeah, dumb, dumb. But I I do like the crux of uh, Michael. Never explains it, and you don't need to. But he's been somewhere for twenty years. Now he's back. John uh, Laurie's son is seventeen, the same age she was. Yeah. And he got he's got Lori's information from Loomis's office, and now he's on the way. He's on the way, and I, I guess yeah, he's just been in hiding. But in this timeline, he's always been. This is a sequel to age, the Halloween two, obviously because of the brother sister relationship. Mm-hmm. But we did see like Michael Myers like burn up in that movie. So did he just like yeah, walk away after that? There's no burns on him again. Nobody cares. I know. Nobody cared. I just, you know, I just like, imagine like Halloween 2 ends and they're like, well, he's dead. And then he just like brushes himself off and walks away for 20 years. Yeah. They never found a body that lit, that fell on the ground on fire. <laughs> and we and we couldn't follow this trail of dusty bones. Uh, just. But I do love the, the scene and the, the rest stop scene. Yeah, I love that weird Jeep that he steals. I love that he doesn't hurt anybody because I feel like his MO's always been he'll kill you if he has to, but he'd rather be Batman in the shadows. Yeah, and, and this is uh, a juxtaposition to how we see the rest top scene in Halloween 2018 where he's like, fuck these podcasters. 
Yeah, let me throw these teeth over the <laughs> door. Let me Dan house in this and just sprinkle some teeth all over the place. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very. I do like that the fact that the the woman and the, and the child are driving the Jeepers Creepers car again. Like, just who is driving <laughs> this gas guzzler? Like, Cash for Clunkers is still a few years away, uh-huh. but I don't know who. Like, who has a family vehicle that's just like this is a 1947 grain silo. Yeah, your grandpa fought the Nazis in this. <laughs> he snuck it over from the war. In his ass. <laughs> uh, and then, like, I was w- watching with producer wife, and the, the mom goes into this shitty rest stop that it doesn't look good on the inside, and I'm surprised nobody was like, heard you were looking for candy, man, bitch. <laughs> uh, but then this mom is in one stall and then puts her child in another stall. I don't even have kids, but I, I maybe keep my kid in the same stall. Yeah, like I'm all about giving kids privacy, but I'm going to watch you poop this one time. I'm more for my privacy, for being honest, but we're <laughs> in a rest stop. like. Yeah, and you're and they're using like the wrong restroom. Uh, which really bothered me. I was like, "There, uh, you got to go to the, the one you assigned at birth. You, you can't just be going, I don't care if it's locked. That girl got to pee herself because that's what she assigned at birth. Yeah, if this were Tennessee, they'd be in jail. Yeah, and Michael Myers would be like, well, he was just doing the Lord's work. He was just Heck. doing what the good Lord intended. Goddamn Michael Myers. Now, goddamn Michael Myers down here, he got them progressive beliefs. And then, so we're back at this like private school where Lori is the headmaster, Carrie Tate, and they're going to Yos- uh, Yosemite for the weekend. Yeah. I Her son. And, yeah. yeah. How big is this school? I can't tell. Is it big? Is it small? How big is it? I, I don't know because it's private. It doesn't. I don't know if like all the kids that are going are all the kids in the school or they're just seniors. Yeah. I can't tell. Do they live there? Do the kids I think so, yeah. Okay. At least Lori does. Yeah, because I know that... uh, No, they do because he... Adam Arkin goes and checks on yeah. the two girls. So I, I couldn't tell if they live there. I like that they're just like sending these unsupervised teens to, uh, to, to Yosemite, like, go ahead and go, have fun, do whatever. Yeah, just, I'm sure there was a chaperone or two. Yeah, and that was just their dates. Come on, folks. Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> if it's a listen, if it's a female teacher and a male student, hot. Mm-hmm. Male teacher, female student, crime. Hot. Crime. <laughs> I mean, crime. Crime, Brent. Crime. Ah, uh, my bad. Nice. Nice. Yeah. It's, <laughs> you always see those memes of it'll be like a local radio station. They'll always say, "Where was this teacher when I was in school? <laughs> Where was she? I think I'd like to go PE with her." <laughs> <laughs> She can dodge my balls. Hey, uh, check out uh, <laughs> Weenie in the Butt to reference Family Guy in the morning. All right, right, right now we got Godsmack coming up. Don't, don't, don't get back, get back. <laughs> hey, thanks for checking out the Bear Buzzard and 107.9 The Queef. <laughs> get back. <laughs> Oh. Dead I am the rat Feast <laughs> upon the cat uh, I, I want to say again I want to go on record Because we were talking about Josh Hartnett um, Josh Hartnett's haircut Was never a haircut This was never a haircut This is He went right from this To do the faculty um, And he's like You know what really worked in H2O This haircut Let's take it into another movie 
I said to the producer wife, I said, look at his hair. And she's like, it's, it was always like that. I'm like, it's not, I just not- don't know. Like, looks like he cut it with a Floby. You know what those are? <laughs> yeah. Yes, it's a Floby. It's, it's the vacuum, uh, it, it's the vacuum haircut thing. Yeah, he looks like he cuts his own hair. Yeah. Looks like he combed it with a balloon. <laughs> and cut it with crazy scissors. Yeah, it's just, like, I I mean, if nobody said anything to him about his hair, then there was no hope for this mask. Yeah. <laughs> also, yeah, maybe he styled the mask on the hair, and that and that's why he had to style the hair on the mask, and they're like, that's why they had to replace it. They're like, stop yeah. letting Hardnett fuck up the mask hair. <laughs> uh, but, so, they're going to stay behind and have a, a romantic weekend. Yeah. You've got uh, Josh Hartnett, then you have Michelle Williams, who's in this, mm-hmm. who is hot off of Dawson's Creek. Actually, I think this was right at the same time Dawson's Creek was about to debut, which is another Kevin Williamson joint. Mm-hmm. And you've got two other actors who are also in this movie. Yes, they were. They were, and they I were don't, I don't know them. So they were fine. They were there to just be like the horny couple who also gets killed. Uh, and can, I maybe one of my favorite characters in this movie is Ladies Love Cool Jane. Yes, and right now, Brent, I'm looking at you in that hoodie, and I see that you've got tumultuous round melon, <laughs> melon breasts. breasts. That's what I wrote. <laughs> Somebody a few weeks ago said, I'm going to watch uh, H2O, and I just texted back, <laughs> round melon breasts. Uh, to round melon brass, Ronnie, you dumb. This ain't you gotta provide for us. Uh, he's working at a job. Let this man write his fantasy fiction or whatever. Oh, it's, it's so. And funny, it's also though. getting you hot on the other end of the phone. I know. I, I I respect this man who's just open, like just open having phone sex in in the middle of the day. Yeah, at his security guard job, but like. We, you could make the we we can talk about Buster Rhymes or LL Cool J. Mm-hmm. I just thought he was good in that. Like he he doesn't do much, but he's just likable. I like his character. I like LL Cool J in the in a lot of movies. I I've never watched him on like NCIS whatever it was, mm-hmm. but I I enjoy him in this. I enjoy him in Deep Blue Sea, where in that he famously raps deepest bluest. My hat is like a shark's fin, which is some of the most mm-hmm. profound lyrics I've ever heard, and it's, and have stayed with me for twenty five years. Next? Where's my Kleenex? <laughs> it's like uh, the Faith Evans song, but no. When I at my funeral, please play "Deepest Bluest." My hat is like a shark's fin because <laughs> it's it's how I want to be remembered. He's he's just a fun character. He's not too serious. He's and he seems down for whatever. Yeah, like I don't know why he like if they would have kept him around, I don't know that people would have been upset. Yeah, I wouldn't have been upset. Do you think that round, uh, tumultuous round melon breasts is a Kevin Williamson line? I know it's my kind of line. Yeah. It, what, what kind of melons are you talking about? Like, round breast melons. Uh, one's a cantaloupe, <coughs> and one's a watermelon. Oh, no. You got to knock on it to see if it's ripe. But it laid in the truck for too long, <laughs> and it's kind of square on one side. <laughs> What? Oh, square-titted Brent. Oh, I can't get enough of them. The polyagonal. Somebody did. So somebody did fan. uh, Mikey 3D, one of our Patreon subscribers, did uh, did fan art of us as wrestlers, and he did you. He did me as Andre the Giant, which thank you, and he did you as the Macho Man Randy Savage. But he gave you like square tits, so Mm -hmm. you are good old Brent square tits. He knew. I love those polyagonals. That's what I. 
<laughs> you, you, you dumb. You stupid. I got a Victoria's Secret. I said, give me those polyagonists, baby. <laughs> you got to stop. Quit it. Quit it. <laughs> you got to stop it. But Ronnie's a good character. Ronnie's fun, and he's kind of like the cool security guard when um, Josh Hartnett is like, Come on, Ronnie. We gotta get some stuff for the ladies. We're gonna. We're, we're trying to get down. Can you just turn your mm-hmm. back? And he's like, "All right, man. Of course." Yeah, I got the hook up. Yeah, what a good guy. And I, I guess we should talk about Lori as well. She's oh, she's in seeing this. Michael everywhere in this movie. Yeah, just ever like a Vanessa Carlton song, just everywhere. Actually, that's Michelle Branch. Like like a Michelle <laughs> Branch song. Michael Myers is everywhere to her. Making my way downtown, <laughs> walking fast, faces past, Michael and I'm Myers. Lori Bound. <laughs> I'm Lori Bound. Yeah, she's seeing Michael Myers everywhere, and she, I do like that they carry this over into 2018 a little bit, of she's just been paranoid the whole time, she can't sleep, she uh, faked her own death, mm-hmm. to uh, she faked her death in a car accident to be able to start this new life so Michael Myers can't find her. And then he, uh, and then he still does though. And she's having nightmares. She wakes up screaming. And I was gonna ask you. You've said that you have night terrors. Yes. Are you very much the Laurie Strode night terror? Scre- just screaming. Yeah, I scream. I, I I scream sometimes for for night terrors. I've never like woken up like uh, like thrashing my covers, but I, I I have woken myself up to the sound of my own screaming before. Oh. That's not fun at all. If any of you ladies or fellas out there were ever thinking about what it's like to spend a night with Gavin Eddings from They're Coming to Get You, it is traumatic. To hear screaming coming from the CPAP, it's not fun. <laughs> uh, screams in CPAP is an, is it just sounds like an entire metal genre. Uh, and now we will play Screams in CPAP. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so good let's talk about uh, they all leave for school they all leave for Yosemite because the Mm -hmm. one thing John and Lori she's like uh, John wants to go to the Yosemite but she's like no no you know what it is Um, it's Halloween keep you close safe yeah I think get him away send him to the woods Michael Myers ain't ain't, ain't in the woods he's never gone to the woods he ain't doing that my whole childhood watching these movies it's Halloween he always comes around on Halloween. Why not take a flight to anywhere? But get, is, you're not going to see Michael Myers get on a plane. <laughs> you know he can't get the knife through customs. Even in this 1998 po- uh, pre-9/11 world, you can't take a butcher knife on the plane. I like if they looked at his ID and it's him in a mask. <laughs> also, uh, it checks out. They're like, actually, he's wearing the CGI mask. We're gonna have you mask off real fast. Uh, we're gonna. Do you? I'm gonna. You want the pat down? <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so it's uh, he wants to go, and then eventually she gives in. But yeah. then he's already made plans. They're they're not gonna, his friends aren't going to go. They're going to hang out at school. He's already made plans to get that penis uh, moistured. So thing wet, <laughs> that thing wet. Uh, so he's like, all right, well we're not going to go because th- th- they've got plans. I did write down for no reason. I go, why are all the buses short buses? Could this school not afford one big bus? Well, I guess there's not a lot of kids, and I, uh, one of the facts I read that I didn't write down is there were no seats in those buses. They're all standing up. Oh, that sounds real safe. Yeah, it's it's a movie. It's fine. I know. Just like, <laughs> could, could you imagine standing on a bus for that long? 
Uh, no. No, no, I'm not going to do like, it. I'm not going. I've never, have you been on like a, you've traveled for comedy stuff. Have you ever, done, have you ever traveled by bus? Uh, no, because I've only heard horror stories of Greyhounds yeah. and stuff like that. I've only been on like a charter bus for like school field trips towards like, yeah. but I've, I've never been like, I'm going to take the Greyhound to the gig. Like, that sounds like a bad idea. Yeah, it doesn't seem like fun. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I would be, uh so drunk <laughs> i'm not driving i'm yeah. gonna sneak a bottle on the bus and get like, yeah and they nobody i love nothing more than to be on a bus with somebody who's drunk and has lost the will to live it's i would become the people <laughs> on the bus that people just riding the bus are like why is this guy on the bus he's making this ride bad for everybody <laughs> and you're like that's my job i'm bad it's ride, the bus baby i'm bad ride brent <laughs> and I'm I'm drinking out of a bag, but nobody's drinking Pepsi out of a bag. <laughs> this is Pepsi and vanilla schnapps, baby. Yeah. Uh, and then so, so she's also opening up to Adam Arkin, a famous white supremacist <laughs> from Sons of Anarchy. Oh, okay. His character. I, he was on uh, He was on Sons of Anarchy, wasn't he? And a white supremacist was he on with, the show. Was he with Henry Rollins? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But Not, I, I did want to phrase it in a way that people think Adam Arkin is a white supremacist. You, you actually got me for a second, like in a, in a, in a dog from Goosebumps way. I was like, is yeah. he? What? No, I, not that I know of, but. Uh, did we cancel Adam Arkin and I didn't get the memo? Uh, yeah, we're, that's the clip we're going to pull from this is Adam Mark and white supremacist. It's like, oh, I can't enjoy Boston legal now or Chicago hope. <laughs> oh, or him as a white supremacist on <laughs> Sons of Anarchy. It's too close to reality. Art is, <laughs> what is art? Well, what is acting but life imitating art or something? They're like, Adam, we're going to start filming here in a minute. He's like, oh, I thought we were filming. Or <laughs> <laughs> just me. Uh, so funny. You're, God. Uh, I keep saying things that's like a filler this episode, like so funny, so good. Like, what am good. I doing? Am I drunk? Am I drunk right now? I think you're on the bus. <laughs> drunk. <laughs> My, me and Bad Ride Brent are here, baby. <laughs> that's our morning shows. <laughs> and we're doing a Bad Ride 720 tomorrow morning. Check it out. We got Bad Ride Brent and Gavin Static here on the morning. <laughs> Man, uh, Metallica's we- coming up. We got Carrie on the phone. She says her boyfriend's cheating on her, and she's about to confront him. Okay. Well, now we got him on the line. All right, here's Chet. Chet, your girlfriend says you cheat on her. Are you? Well, yeah, I am. I've been getting this thing. <laughs> Who away. is that on the phone? <laughs> Who's that in the background, Chet? <laughs> what is radio? What is morning radio but the fakest crowd work imaginable? That's true. Uh, it's all fake, y'all. But L- Lori is saying... Uh, she's, she's just paranoid. She's had a fake life pretty much her whole life. And she's opening up to Adam Arkin saying, uh, I am Laurie Strode. My brother killed my sister with a really big kitchen knife. And he says, that sounds sucky. Yeah. He doesn't know how to take this news, but I wouldn't either. Yeah. Especially when you're mid coitus. You're like not mid coitus, but I'm sure he was at, uh, at full mass. <laughs> he was at at least a half chub. But it's like, why are you kissing me? But also, why are you about to like lay the biggest tragedy of your life on me right now? Why you know? try to lay the biggest pipe on Mrs. Tate? 
<laughs> hot. Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't get it. Just you've had a lot of time to talk to him about this. Maybe not this time. Yeah, on on the night that it happened. Yeah. Um, and then of course Michael Myers shows up to the mm-hmm. school. Um, oh, you also have Janet Lee as Norma, which is a, a fun little character. She's like one of the he- uh, one of the teachers or something there. Of course, Janet Lee is Jamie Lee Curtis's mother. She was in. Psycho. She was the dog from Goosebumps. She was the dog from Goosebumps in Psycho. <laughs> But yeah, so you get the car uh, from Psycho in the background. You get a little music. It's kind of a fun thing if you know, you know. Yeah, and I didn't know for a long time, but we co- I didn't either. Yeah, we, we covered Psycho last season. If you want to hear our Psycho episode, uh, but it but it's really fun to like see that connection to see her get, get to act with her daughter and see Jamie Lee Curtis act with her mom. Um, where was I in my notes? So, what happens after that? Uh, then Michael Myers shows up and starts wreaking havoc. He, we have that scene in the kitchen where, um, with the dumb waiter, the, with the dumb waiter. Oh man, the, the dumb waiter scene. And also, anytime you have somebody drop something into a garbage disposal, mm-hmm. always makes me uncomfortable. I, I hate garbage disposal scenes. I hate anything with like blenders or like hands going in appliances where they should not belong. Yeah, like uh, if I were to reach into a microwave and then somebody hit uh, popcorn real fast. <laughs> and shut your hand in the microwave door? That's like very much like Roger Rabbit, oh. <laughs> where my hand gets flat. <laughs> and then I pull it out and I blow it with my thumb and it gets big again. <laughs> I like the way I have real fears. I have legitimate fears of like, and you're just like, what if I become Roger Rabbit? Uh, just if he if Michael Myers brought snakes, that'd be a pretty big fear to me. <laughs> he's like, "Where's the knife?" No, he's got snakes in his pants. He's got snakes, snakes. in his pants. Uh, yeah, he's he's wreaking havoc. He gets he gets in the uh the school by uh, tricking old LL Cool J. Yeah, and like you get a cool scene with LL on the phone, and you think he's about to get got, but you just see Michael in the back again. He Michael in this movie is good about getting where he needs to be without killing, but he will if he needs to. Yeah. Also, there's this uh, there's the deleted scene where Michael Myers and Ronnie have an interaction, and Michael Myers speaks and says, "I loved Mama said knock you out. You a mm-hmm. real one. I can't mm-hmm. wait to read your book." <laughs> That's I don't know why they ever deleted that. I know. And then uh, and then Michael Myers walks away and he turns back and says. I like the stuff about the melon breasts. That's really good writing. It's really <laughs> strong. I would have jerked off to it in the sanitarium. I love it. Hey, coming up, we got Sanitarium by Metallica. <laughs> Proctober. <laughs> yeah, I forgot it's Proctober. It's the last day of Proctober. I'm really sad. Did we? Did you put anything in your butt for this episode? I. I mean, I don't. I mean, I've been butted up the entire. I don't boof and tell. <laughs> I've been butted up the entire month, baby. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so Michael's in here and he, he's going after the kids. Yeah, he, you get the the scene in the kitchen where she what smashes her leg in the dumb waiter. Yeah, dumb waiters are always uh, creepy, scary. Um, the 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 one kid gets killed in kind of a lame way, um, which you just kind of find him throat slashing the dumb waiter. Then you have yeah. the one girl get her leg smashed the dumb waiter, which is really cool and I like that. You have that scene of like Michael Myers looking up at the dumb waiter. I thought that was a cool scene. Hmm. I think that's a good shot from this. Um, and then they're kind of gone, and then you have the chase between Josh Hartnett and Michelle Williams, and then they just kind of get away. 
He get uh, he gets stabbed in the leg. Yeah. Um, and then he gets Michael gets hit with a rock. Yeah, and which... they get away. But like, th- th- like again, we talked how quick this movie is. Yeah, it's we've... very quick. There's not like a lot of beats to it. The beats are pretty quick, you know. Yeah, you just kind of get to each thing, um, where you have the scene, of course, with the where Michael Myers is chasing. Uh, he's there. They're ch- chasing the two kids, and then you have the, the 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 face scene in the window, which is a great scene. I I love that scene so mm-hmm. much because I. It's like, look, she's looking at it for the first time in 20 years. It's it's such a good scene, even if the mask is kind of dopey. It's I don't know. It's just a good scene because it's face-to-face, but it's like if you were to show your dog another dog through the screen door. Mm, yeah. It's like, here, let me introduce you to, but not really. What know? I also like about that scene, too, is she like looks away for a second, and then she looks back, and Michael Myers is gone. And I imagine mm-hmm. he just ducked down. If she, yeah, if she just kind of stood on it on her tippy toes, she'd see like his hip. Be like, hey, I, I I see you. He's like, no, you don't. No, you don't. Like, I I, I see you. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but so she uh, they get to the the car, and she pulls to the gate, but then she says, go. Yeah, and, and then a couple she just, times in the movie she says, "Do as I say," which is a callback to the first one. Yeah, and she sends uh, the John and, and Michelle Williams away. He, they sent them away, um, and then they're gone from the franchise, never to be heard from again. Yeah, it's for to like I, you know, I guess if it was the first movie, you don't really know Josh Hartnett is Josh Hartnett, but it's they're just not there again, not yeah. even in Resurrection or like a or referenced ever again, from what I can yeah. tell. They're just gone. What, who do you prefer as far as uh, Jamie uh, Lee Curtis's seed? Like her character. <laughs> her seed? Or... Her seed. Her offspring. Uh, like, wh- do you like you like Josh Hartnett? Do you like uh, Jamie Lloyd mm-hmm. and the Thorn trilogy? Or we have, I guess. Allison? Uh, Allison from uh, the new trilogy. Because uh, she's had three different kids, right? Like, yeah. She gets around in these timelines. Does anyone know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess... I guess Josh Hartnett, just because I... Just because you didn't get to see her and Judy Greer, like, growing up together. Because there's mm-hmm. three generations in these new movies. And then I, I think Josh Hartnett, because he's the same age, he's, he's a teenager, he's a little bit of a smartass, um, you never get to see her interact with Jamie Lloyd. Um, you never get to see her yeah. interact with them, so so that's boring. So I'm going to go with, yeah, I, I think Josh Hartnett as John is probably her best kid, even though he does like the least. I, I probably prefer Jamie Lloyd, but I just feel like in 4 and 5 she does such a good job acting as a, also a child actor. Usually I find... Kid actors not good and very annoying. Yeah, but I thought she was good in, in four and five at least. You know. Yeah. Um. <clears> then <throat> we transition to my favorite scene and uh, one of my favorite moments in any Halloween movie, if not maybe my favorite moment. I love this moment so much. She sends him away. Then she closes the gate, smashes with a rock, grabs an axe, and you have that scene where you have the Halloween theme start to swell, and you just see her walking back to Hillcrest, trapped in there with Michael, and she screams, 
Michael. And it's so good and so, such an empowering moment where she's taking the power back. She knows she can't just run away anymore. She needs to kill this motherfucker. Mm-hmm. And we forgot that she's also, I guess it's not a, it's, it is a secret, but she's an alcoholic. She's a functioning drink as much as you can and then do mouthwash, you know? Yeah. like So she's an alcoholic and she's going to beat that also right after she kills Michael Myers. That's true. Yeah. It'll be over. Yeah. But she she's reclaiming or I you know taking back her life and she's willing now she's gonna fight her brother. Yeah, um, you do have the scene where Adam Arkin does get killed by Michael Myers. You also mm-hmm. uh, they shoot Ronnie and he's dead, but he's spoiler not dead. It just grazed me. It just grazed me. Baby. I was still knocked out. Yeah, that's funny. I, I I like that they're like we can't kill LL Cool J. I don't know if they tested did test audience or something, but they clearly yeah. had to do something. Ah, my melanous breast. (laughs) Luckily, the bullet stopped in my melon breast. (laughs) (laughs) The swole breast stopped the bullet. Um, So that kind of happens. And then you just have, like, a really good showdown fight with Michael Myers and Laurie Strode. I Mm -hmm. love this. Even though the scene that always makes you laugh is Michael Myers does, like, a one-handed pull-down. I was like, what? Is he just, like, crouched up there like Batman? Like, is she coming yet? Is she coming? Like, I, hanging I, upside down? Like, because even if he was, like, hanging by his arm, his whole body's dangling. So he's got to <laughs> do, like, some CrossFit, be, like, level with the <laughs> ceiling, you know? Like, yeah. Is he? It doesn't make a lot of sense, but it's still a cool scene. Yeah. And it, I feel like the, the stunt man who was playing Michael Myers in this was like, hey, can I do something fucking cool? Can I show <laughs> how swole I am? Like, whatever. That's fine. And, you know, like. He was ready to do it, but like after like take ten, he just shaking <laughs> so bad. He's just like I can't go it anymore. Uh, uh. But I that always made me laugh. Like how do he do that? What is how? Huh? It doesn't. But he's also he was burnt to death and <laughs> here twenty. No, years no, later, I so. take the burn to death, but I take yeah. physical fitness very seriously. Uh, producer wife will always call bullshit on movies, and when she does it, I say it's a movie. It's supposed to happen that way. But when I call bullshit on a movie, she's like, but it's a movie. I'm like, no, it doesn't make any goddamn sense. <laughs> Is he Batman? Is he Batman right yeah. now? <laughs> uh, she pushes Michael. She stabs him and pushes him off a balcony. He yeah. goes through a table. By God. By God. Uh, Devon. That man's got a family. <laughs> Devon. Get, Get the, the tables. <laughs> yeah. She, she, she power bombs him off that hell in a cell through those. Fuck. This shit. <laughs> <laughs> he turns a superhuman. <laughs> this is for my juggalos and juggalos. Don't don't try this home at home. I hope you like it. Fuck this shit. Whoop whoop. And then Michael Myers jumps onto a printer covered in barbed wire <laughs> and hot sauce. <laughs> These jokes. The, that specific reference to your listeners. If you not don't know what we're <laughs> Please on Facebook or YouTube look up Superhuman spelled H U M M A N. It is a Florida boy who wants to be a wrestler, but he just like he just runs into like refrigerators while drinking hot sauce. I mean, yeah, he, you're like, are you exaggerating? No, he fucking does that. But then he'll like jump through that. He'll barbed wire, and he's he always says fuck this shit. Yeah, and then jumps. <laughs> It's like, it's kind of fun to watch him, but he's like really sells it. He, he'll like, I don't doubt that he's getting hurt, 
But then some up was like, I'm going to jump through light tubes while drinking hot sauce. Like, <laughs> I don't what know if I get to drink hot sauce. <laughs> One of my favorite things is somebody goes, the hot sauce added nothing. Yeah. <laughs> like, imagine. Like, we're watching the stunt. Like, if you want somebody, like, jump onto barbed wire. And I did not think we were going to, d- d- like, delve into <laughs> superhuman videos. <laughs> But I'm glad we have because we're opening a whole new, just a whole new world. You you have to see it to believe it. You think we're exaggerating? No, this is a very, <laughs> just a very a special child. And God, it's just, you can get a visceral reaction for watching somebody like jump on light tubes or <laughs> try to elbow drop a microwave yeah. or whatever dumb shit. But like you, you can be like, oh God, that hurts. But watching somebody drink hot sauce is like, I guess it could be, <laughs> I guess. Okay. I, I put icy hot on my balls. <laughs> like, like, I guess it's hot. You got to tell me it's hot. I can't really see you bleed or anything from that. Oh, God. I hope we, I hope people on our social media, after they listen to this or on Patreon, like we looked up superhuman videos. <laughs> I've been watching it now for four hours. <laughs> it is kind of addictive, even though it's the same thing over and it's over. It's the same thing. Yeah. But sometimes, uh, Look up his look up any of his work with a microwave. It will change your life. He elbow drops a microwave. There's no give to that. <laughs> like, it's, it's a not, microwave. It's just, like, it's just a slightly out of shape boy hitting yeah. thud on a, just fucking up his elbow on a microwave. But he wants to wrestle, but no company's gonna hire a backyard wrestler. Nobody wants that level <sighs> of danger. Yeah, it's just uh so good. Thank you for bringing this rabbit hole. <laughs> Uh, but then I the, another scene that I like, and I don't know how we transition from like him falling through the table, but then she's getting chased to like I don't know some kind of banquet area, and she's crawling under the tables, and he's been wa- he's walking on top of the tables. Yeah, just flipping like the a tables. fun cat and mouse type deal. Yeah, he's flipping the tables like Jesus in the temple and the money changers. Just... Like my dad when I was a kid at a restaurant. <laughs> I told you that my dad flipped a table on the show, right? I've said it on most of my shows. No. But... Please. Uh, that he ordered uh, some kind of chicken at this cafeteria restaurant, and two times it it showed up uh, undercooked. So I assume he'd already paid for the meal, and then he goes, "All right, everybody, stand up." And he <laughs> he flipped the table right there at the restaurant, and he goes, "Let's go." No. Like what a fucking psycho, dude. Oh my god. Oh, that is just <laughs> I've never what? He just flipped Yeah, it. that's a true story. Oh and my. I was I'm little, but you if your dad flips a table at a restaurant, you kinda remember it, you know? <laughs> the only thing my dad ever did, and I, me and my sister still talk about this, my dad would try to like grift places. So okay. we You're w- seven today, Gavin. No, even worse. So one time yeah. <laughs> This is oh god. Uh so we went to Noble Romans and my mm-hmm. dad somehow found a way to like order breadsticks and not have it on the check or something. Uh, yeah. So we would like get breadsticks and pizza and then he would pay. We got in the car and the waiter or whatever realized they didn't charge him for breadsticks. <laughs> and we're already driving out of the parking lot. And the waitress is like, you didn't pay for this. You didn't pay for this. And my dad says, oh, look, they're waving goodbye, kids. Wave at them. <laughs> Wave at them. So, so this waitress just saw just fucking two kids not knowing anybody like waving goodbye. <laughs> it's just, oh, uh, I'm glad you're, oh, my, it's, uh, huh. 
maybe our childhoods maybe led us to this point. My dad, uh, I want to think back. My dad did. He did say, "Fuck this shit." <laughs> And he drank some hot sauce and flipped the table. When your dad flipped that table for all the juggalos and juggalettes, <laughs> he really whoop whooped and represented. Uh, yeah, I love the the table flipping scenes because it's so nostalgic for me. <laughs> <laughs> it really takes me back. <laughs> to being a scared eight year old at a catfish restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she somewhere stabs him with a flag and then she's going to stab him again with a knife. But then LL Cool J comes back. Yeah. And he's dead. He's dead. Well, if he's dead, what's it matter? Yeah. But she he can she can stab him. It's it's OK. Uh, yeah. And then they, they, they have the fight. She stabs him. Then the fight's over. You think Michael Myers is dead. Police show up. Paramedics are there. And let's talk about the ending here. As we now know it. Mm-hmm. Because this is the perfect ending to Michael Myers. I think if you had ended the Halloween series right here, it is a perfect ending. It is great. Mm-hmm. It is a definitive end for Michael Myers. Now, what we know is they reshot some stuff with the sequel already in mind for Halloween Resurrection, where how Michael Myers dies in this actually was of somebody else that Michael Myers like crushed their throat box and put them in a paramedic. Mask I yeah, think yeah, a paramedic, <clears throat> excuse me, a paramedic. And yeah. So knowing that in hindsight, it's hard to watch this ending because it's just Laurie Strode fucking up a paramedic for like <laughs> 10 minutes and you just feel bad. Well, and also, so the, th- the he, Michael, Climbs his way out of that body bag, and she's driving this van. Yeah. And she slams on the brakes. He goes through the uh, windshield, and then she runs him over with the van, which I wish she would have said, how about a bumper sandwich, booger lips? <laughs> Just like Ernest and Ernest Scared Stupid. Yes. So she hits she hits Michael Myers, uh, and then they roll down a, a hill, and he's pinned between a tree and the van. Yes. And so we get the scene. He's reaching out. Yeah, uh, but if like if it if this was a paramedic, his his voice box is crushed or whatever. But could you not just take the mask off your own head? Yeah, and be and like, like, oh, like, that's a young paramedic boy. Just that's not the guy I who I thought it was. You know, yeah. Like, but without the retconning of Halloween Resurrection, this is such a cool ending because it works. Yeah. it's like Michael Myers pin. He's reaching out to his sister. They gingerly touch tips of fingers, mm-hmm. and then she fucking whacks his head off with an axe. It rolls out, and you see her standing there, triumphant, killing him once and for all. Boom. Perfect ending. That's Halloween music hits. Halloween music hits. 81 minutes have gone by. We're, we're we out this bitch. Perfect mm-hmm. ending. But then you have to make it complicated by, actually, Michael Myers crushed a paramedic's voice box, and then... Put his mask on in his jumpsuit and made him like do a charade like this, which also means that like Michael Myers knows when he's beat, and I don't think Michael Myers knows that ever. No, I don't think Michael Myers is ever beat. Yeah, but it's yeah. I think so. If we just stick with the H two in H two ending, and there's no Halloween resurrection, it's like you said. This is such a great ending. There's no uh. I don't know if we found the body. Or yeah. It's like it's done. You cut a head and, off. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. And the head, the heads literally roll 
what what a great scene such a definitive ending there are other endings in this franchise of course that you could do two with lori or uh, loomis and michael catching on fire mm-hmm. uh the this is a spoiler for halloween ends the car crusher scene i, I like that because it's definitive you yeah know? Mm-hmm. there's some good like so many ways this guy has died in good ways yeah it just really it really fucks the ending with the Halloween resurrection reveal. Yeah. It really because the entire time you're like this isn't really the fucking guy and then you start yeah. to like notice that that was like the intention the whole time, I guess, where it's like mm-hmm. does this guy have a different eye color? He does look like he's a little more confused. He sits up weirder or what he's a little more bow-legged, I guess. But if you just leave it alone, like it's so much better if you just leave it alone. And don't mess yeah. with it and make it so complicated where Michael Myers is like a master of disguise now. I uh, Am I not turtly enough for the turtle club? The turtle, turtle. Like, I think this is a good movie. It's not perfect, but this ending is really... I would have liked more Cat and Mouse with Michael and, and more Michael in general, but... Yeah. It's a quick, it's brisk. It's brisk. I, I like the ending. You know, I th- it's not perfect, but I do think this is one of the better ones. Yeah, it's definitely uh, one of the more easily watchable ones for sure. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I think this is a great, great one. Do you have any fun facts to hit us with, Brent? Yeah, we, we hear in Loomis's office, we hear a Loomis voiceover. And he pretty much says the he's got the blackest eyes, the devil. It's the monologue from the first one. Yeah, I'm familiar. But of course they didn't. I was like, that doesn't sound like Loomis all the way. Of course they didn't just use the sound. But I don't know why they didn't. Yeah. Use the sound bite from the first one. Probably they had to pay money for it. So they had somebody else do the voice. And in my notes, it's a guy, Tom Kane, who I looked up as a legit actor. But then on some um, some other fact sites, it said Tom Kenny. <laughs> who was Spongebob <laughs> he had the blackest eyes <laughs> the devil's eyes Patrick <laughs> um, Josh Hartnett like I said it was making uh, uh, the faculty and H2O at the same time uh, the Michael uh, actor also played Ghostface uh, Chris Durand who appeared in uh, Scream 2 as Ghostface uh, also played uh, Michael Myers in some of these scenes. Mm-hmm. Did who played Michael Myers in this one? And how do we feel about Michael's movements overall in this one? There's not a, he doesn't do a lot in this. Honestly, let me see yeah. who they got as Michael Myers. I don't think they even got Michael Myers listed on the IMDb top cast. Let me see if they've got here. Let me let me do this. An- another idea pitched. Uh, Chris Durant was, was Chris Durant was Michael. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, then he. I, I I don't it wasn't bad wasn't wasn't good where I was like oh wow I had to look up this guy he's just it's like, fine it's it's I mean it's like he watched Halloween and was like okay I I can got walk it. yeah I got it there were other ideas for this this movie uh, Halloween Seven Two Faces of Evil written by Robert Zapia who wrote this one co-wrote it uh, supposed to be direct to video uh, they would have Michael Myers stalking an all-women's boarding school. The plot eventually also revealed a copycat killer. This was to be like The Silence of the Lambs. The Ooh. pitch itself was changed a couple times, changing the title to Halloween, Blood Ties, as they involve Laurie Strode into the storyline. So then we get with Halloween Ends, kind of a copycat killer. Yeah. 
And I, I would have liked a copycat killer just doing a copycat. I, I wouldn't like a full copycat where Michael Myers has to come out and like kill the copycat. Not the mess we got in Halloween Ends. But I think the idea of a copycat doing Michael Myers is actually really interesting. And then he's like, just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. <laughs> Michael Myers is on a beach trying to retire. He's like, I'm yeah. done with this shit. I'm so tired. Uh, and then... Uh, th- there was a tribute to said the film uh, mentions Donald Pleasance at the end and uh, says in mem- memoriam of Donald Pleasance and it spells Pleasance wrong. Oh, good. So that's cool. <laughs> that's, the guy here. that's okay. You know. It, is this movie scary? No, not at all. I don't think so. I think if you like don't like horror, you'll probably think it's scary. I think but so. But really, too. I don't. I don't think there's much scary. No, in there's this. not. There's not even a lot of jump scares in it. No, maybe when he comes out of the darkness. Yeah. A little bit. But uh, so it's not scary. Is this a party movie? Yes, 100% a party movie. You think so? I think so. I th- it's, it's it's probably the lower tier of party movies, I yeah, guess. Yeah, but you could put it on. I think if somebody's like, hey, let's put on Halloween H2O. It's, it's a movie where you can like, have it on the background and you don't have to watch a lot of it. And it's just kind of mm-hmm. like fun. And it's, it's pretty short party, uh, honestly. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Just Lead by fun. nine. <laughs> I, I think it is a party movie, uh, more so than like some of the other entries for sure. Yeah. Uh, what's your oh shit moment? Uh, oh shit moment. Uh, Michael Myers. And my oh shit and kill might be the best. Yeah, Michael Myers. Same thing. Getting his head cut off. Yeah, that's the because with any horror movie, you don't expect the main guy, especially franchise player, to die. Yeah. But mm. he, she cuts that head off, and you're like, "Oh, okay." Yeah, we. Like, yeah, we for real. We yeah. for real for real. Uh, what other movies would you recommend people check out? I think any of this thing that comes out. Of, I think any of the other uh, Scream s movies that came around this time. Scream, Scream trilogy. Um, Faculty. Faculty, of course, which we covered on this podcast. Go back and listen to that. Mm-hmm. Uh, one fun fact: uh, LL Cool J ad libbed the line, "Comb your hair." to make fun of Josh Hartnett's mad messy hair. So he didn't get the memo on the set of the faculty, I guess. What if Usher also told him to comb his hair? It's like, why are rappers and R&B singers keep telling me to comb my hair? Maybe. Yeah, not, it's like weird how nobody said anything about his hair. The same as I've said it before, I think, like uh, Courtney Cox's hair in Scream 3, where it's like just – I'm not even a guy that knows anything about fashion or style, and I'm like, that's not a good haircut. If LL Cool J tells me to do something differently, this is Ladies Love Cool James, mm-hmm. who's a handsome man, who's a smooth dude. I'd be like, whatever you say, Mr. Cool James, I would love <laughs> to do that for you. Have you ever heard of Aries Spears' impression of LL Cool J? I have not. <clears throat> Where he's like, he, it's a really good impression, I don't do it justice, but he'll be like, you ever just uh, take vanilla ice cream and and let it uh, put it on your chest and let it drip down to your pubic hairs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, whenever Eric Spears gets brought up, I have to talk about our friend Carrie, who does comedy, who yeah. got, got into a famous Twitter fight with Eric Spears one time. Really? Yeah. <laughs> you should ask her about it sometimes. It's really funny. She has screenshots where she owned Eric Spears on Twitter. I do have a friend that was like a he. He said that they would always book me with Aries Spears. He and if you don't know, he's a he was like Mad TV, but he's just a, a stand-up comic. And uh, of course, he he draws like predominantly black audiences. My friend is white, but he's like they'd call me like the Aries Whisperer. He doesn't tolerate a lot of shit. Yeah, but he could work with with my friend. 
And he's like, I got one of the best heckles I ever got opening for Ari Spears. Cause somebody just looked at me in the audience and he said, man, you talk too much <laughs> as a stand-up comic. <laughs> you talk too much. Oh God. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about some of our best heckles sometimes, but my, yeah. uh, the only one that sticks out for, for, for me was somebody just said, are you about done? <laughs> I, sir, you and me both. I'm hoping that too. Uh, yeah. Um, any of the Scream mm-hmm. movies, the the faculty, of course. Um, Urban mm-hmm. Legends, a fun one. Uh, yeah, that like two ninety late nineties two thousands horror. If it has a flying V formation mm-hmm. of teens on the cover, check it out. Yep. Uh, what are we watching next week? We are watching because they are re releasing it in theaters. Um, we are finally going to cover a little uh little indie grindhouse movie called terrifier 2 baby have you seen terrifier 2 i have not this will be my first foray into it i gotta yes. book a flight so i can watch uh watch it on a plane oh god i'm so like excited I did the first one i'm so excited for you i'm so excited <clears throat> for you to finally watch terrifier 2 it's a good one I, and i hope you love it i will tell you that producer wife uh talks about you liking terrifier so much because one she doesn't like clowns she didn't like the first one and she's always like i know gavin's creaming his jeans over the <laughs> terrifier Look, man, I can't, I can't, uh, listen, I, I, I can't control what your woman says about my jeans and my creams, okay? Uh, well, I I just wish we got a little bit of uh, Zach uh, Hartnett in this, and uh, he'll say something in the li- along the lines of, guaranteed to jack you up. Melon breasts. <laughs> I got these... Heaving voluptuous melon breasts, <laughs> guaranteed to jack you up. <laughs> They're coming to get you. Melon breasts. Now that's what I call high quality tools. Oh! They're coming to get you. They're coming for you, Barbara. They're coming to get you, 